0: My friends, today we're talking about a very important concept that I'm learning and working with right now that will be very helpful for you to love and understand. It's called the silent majority. And we're going to talk about this as I play some Fallout in the background. And if you'd rather not have all the gaming sound and the gaming audio, you can skip straight into the best of it on my podcast the jerry banfield show on my website at jerrybanfield.com if you're new here or if you're old here i am a creator who has made a lot of viral creations online who's been creating over 11 years online now i have a coaching community and totally focus all of my attention outside of doing my stream and creating on supporting other creators so if you are a creator That's one of the biggest weaknesses most creators have. And one way that manifests is feeling isolated and feeling alone all the time because what you usually get online is it looks like what it looks like and what it is are often very different because of a concept that I'll call the silent majority right now. The majority of people out there are loving and kind and caring and considerate and cool. Most of the people out there are very supportive. And I know most of you are very supportive of me. Many of you have watched all these updates, you know, these big changes in my life. And most of you have been very supportive and you've been a part of the silent majority. You've just watched. You haven't said much. You've maybe put one comment out that said, Hey, Jerry, I support you. Much love. Or maybe a couple of comments out. But you're part of what I would call the silent majority, where you mostly lurk, you mostly watch. And what's difficult as a creator, and what's difficult for a lot of us in life, general, is we often are not listening or focused so much on the silent majority. We're often looking at a very insane, wild, often hurtful, nasty minority. And of people that are, you know, this includes people of all different types and you know, appearance, age, everything you could differentiate on. There's a really a minority of people that are selfish, insane, hurtful, and often these people are very vocal. So if you look out on social media and especially if you're a streamer, it looks like the world is against you and it's from my point of view, sometimes it feels like everyone hates me and can't stand what I'm creating and I realized that's because there's so many people that are just quietly supporting me. So thank you for all of you quietly supporting me. Especially if you're creating online, it can be really difficult to realize that you are loved and supported because often the people that love and support you might not say much and just watch and enjoy what you're creating. And the people that can't stand you, especially the more popular you get, the people who can't stand you will often get very vocal. So one thing I'm doing in my personal life I am very serious about setting boundaries in my personal life. For example, friends, family members, I'm not gonna talk on the phone with you if you're gonna call me names and mistreat me. And I uh, have taken the opposite approach with my streaming. I've taken the opposite approach where, oh, you can say whatever you want when you're live and I'll just put up with that. And from now on, we're doing the opposite. I'm gonna keep my boundaries consistent on my stream. On my show, I'm live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, and TikTok. I expect the conversations to be respectful, loving, and supporting. You can certainly disagree, but you need to do it within a loving tone. And uh, From now on, I uh, want to support the silent majority as much as possible and encourage often people are silent. Often the good people of this world are silently watching in horror at the things the minority of crazy people are doing and I think a lot of us spend most of our time in a silent majority but most of us take a turn in the insane, vocal, nasty, selfish minority at some point too. So I'm saying this is a good world full of good people are here loving and supporting all of us but a lot of times it doesn't look like it. If you want to offer criticism and something that's kind of tough feedback to somebody, I think that's generally something that should be earned. You don't just go up to somebody and say something nasty to them right away. I think it's important we get to know each other better and establish a positive relationship and a loving environment before coming in and offering a bunch of critical feedback. My wife has disagreed with me probably more than anybody else and offered me a lot of critical feedback and yet I know she does it within a container of love and the most of the things she does are very positive for me. So if you've loved the stream if you know you're in my coaching community if you've been coming and watching the stream for a long time you get more room to be critical. If I don't even know who you are and you're wandering up in here talking a bunch of junk, then you don't get any room to be critical in that scenario. You you gotta essentially participate in the silent majority beforehand. You know, just because a few people are out there talking a lot and making a lot of comments, that doesn't mean that's how everybody or even most people feel. That just because you got some comments that are critical doesn't mean that those are people you really care about their opinion either. It's nice to review like, you know, whose opinion do you really care about in your life? You know, Everybody that loves me seems to have a very positive opinion everybody that loves me and I see on a regular basis seems to have a very positive opinion of where my life is at and sure there might be an occasional exception or two but like my my wife my kids my mother my brother my people at my AA meetings and I talk to everybody about these things I talked to my mom last night and my mom didn't flinch at all she, she didn't care at all about me identifying as bisexual. Like, it meant nothing to her. She had no reaction because, you know, that stuff doesn't really matter. Like, who does she... She knows I'm in a monogamous relationship with my wife, like... And she knows I... If I wasn't, like, who cares who I'm doing, you know? It's, it's great. It's truly amazing to me that, like, some of you, like Josie in here, you don't agree with 90% of the things I say... And that's just amazing to me that you've got, that you can still love and enjoy the show, that you can still show up here because I find that what really helps me grow and expand is hearing things that are new to me. And often I do disagree with lots of the things I read in books. I'm always trying to expose myself to things that I don't agree with, that I don't understand that don't make sense to me. And I love knowing that some of you do disagree with a lot of the particular ideas I have to offer. I disagree with the ideas I offer on previous days lots of times. So I'm so proud of each of you that is able to love and enjoy the show even when you disagree with so many things because that to me is true love. My wife and I disagree with a lot of things. Like our politics on many issues seem to be pretty much total opposites like she identifies as a democrat i identify as a republican she has all these thoughts on various things that are you know much different than uh, my thoughts on them and what's beautiful is that we come together and we raise our children together and we have a happy safe home like that's beautiful to me is that we love and enjoy and support each other so much despite our disagreements. And that's what I hope to encourage in the human race too is we don't have to agree about everything to help each other and move forward. I mean, just because you're, you disagree on an issue, your politics are different, you know, it's always to me about how can we help each other and learn and come together as a people. As a human people, I realize I could just not try and cause any trouble and a lot of us seem to bias what we do way too much in the direction of not causing any trouble. So much so that we kind of suppress ourselves and we're not really putting ourselves out there. And in that case, we're not helping a lot of people that could use our help. And I'm grateful I've got the courage to be willing to deal with the insane minority, the very vocal haters. I just saw some tweet that Mark Wahlberg was kind of staying out of the public eye or you know, cuz Mark Wahlberg was catching so much hate. I'm like, what could people hate Mark Wahlberg for? <laughs> what has Mark Wahlberg done to anybody? <laughs> you know what I what I notice is if you want to be a streamer or a creator, you are if you get a significant amount of people watching you listening to you it is almost inevitable that you are going to deal a lot with the crazies the people having a bad day the people that are just very selfish and always looking to put someone else down and i'm not saying they should be changed or anything there's most people are serving others most people are kind there's a minority though and it's okay that it exists and some of us may dive into it like i've certainly been in the you know total focus on self-centeredness myself at plenty of times in my life then if you want to grow as a creator you are going to run into a lot of that and I see today and I'm grateful that everything that's happened in my life has put me in a position to see how important it is that I support other creators because I very well understand what you're going through. If you're feeling lonely with your creations online, if you're feeling like everybody hates what you do, if you're feeling like what you do doesn't matter, if you're feeling like nobody cares and there's no point, if you're burnt out, if you got a lot of people hating on you, You know, I know what all that's like. And I see that you really need support. You need people who understand and that'll be there for you through all the different things that happen. And that's one thing that I can uniquely offer is, so I'm very grateful we got one creator in the first week that's joined my creator coaching community. Some people have had misunderstandings about it not sure exactly what it is, and that's fine. I've just started offering it. Basically, it's everything I can possibly do for you as a creator to support you. I am meeting up with Michelle, who joined the coaching community last week. I'm setting up times where I can meet on the Discord chat with her and just hang out and talk to her because that's how I can help people. Is just have conversations. Be available. If you've wanted help or wanted to network or get closer to me, this creator coaching community is the best opportunity there's been in a long time to do that. And there's tons of value. I have all my online courses I've ever made. You get access to those as a part of the creative coaching community. All of you get access to... I will do anything I can to support you. For example, if you want to do a co-stream together and we can figure out something that'd be fun for both of us, if you're in the creator coaching community, I'll do a co-stream with you. If you want feedback on what you're doing, I'll come watch your stream and check out and give you very personalized feedback. I, If I am available, I'll meet you on Discord to talk to you about what you're doing. It's a great opportunity for those of you that have been wanting to get closer and connect. And the more the community evolves, the more the members will be able to help each other. Right now, it's pretty much like just me, which if you just want to get connected with me, like that's this is one, the best opportunity there's been. Instead of me charging like $100, $200 for a call, you can just pop in the coaching community and... Uh, yeah, there's only one member so, you know, she may get to talk to me several different times for hours in the her first month of joining. I figure I do a really good job for her, then there's going to be more members. And I see some people have made posts, you know, complaining about various things and, and that's okay. You can complain about whatever you want to. This this I'm very excited about this. This creator coaching community is something that I see there's a long-term need. There's a huge need for it and it's important I focus on it and important I really dedicate myself to working in this capacity. That way, theoretically, at some point, I could even stop creating or minimize my creations and just coach others essentially instead of you know constantly creating so much myself. And uh, to answer Josie's question, Josie asked, how did you decide to be a Republican? The main way I decided to identify as Republican is I looked at which party supports the issues that really, really, really matter most to me. To me, that's where you make a decision on what party you belong. And to me, the issue of freedom and choice, especially when it comes to things like health, That really matters to me and it seems from my one person point of view that the Republican Party has offered the most support for not forcing people to wear masks and not forcing people to get vaccinated, whereas the Democratic Party seems to me to be pushing the mass and pushing the vaccines and to me that's the issue i care more about than all the other issues combined because that's a big freedom issue for me i remember just praying over and over two years ago when my daughter was going to school just hoping and praying i'm like man i really hope my daughter can go to school without wearing a mask all year. Because from my point of view, completely unnecessary. does absolutely no good. Purely something that is pushed to essentially silence you or muzzle you symbolically. Like, that's my opinion on it. And uh, our governor signed a law that a Republican governor, DeSantis, he signed a law that said that schools could not force children to wear masks. And I'm like, wow, you know, that is really, really meaningful to me. I think I cried in gratitude. And before that, I was trying to stay out of politics, thinking that, you know, politics is just for, Really just for selfish power hungry people is how I was looking at it. And as someone that identifies as being in service to others and I don't care at all about having power over others. I think in some ways enlightened beings don't seek to have power over others and to make others do things. When uh, that ha- the governor signed that, I realized, you know what? There are very meaningful things that happen in politics. And it's important I participate and put my voice out there on the issues I care about because there's a lot of people who agree with me who don't want to say anything because they have liberal employers, they don't want to get fired for speaking out and disagreeing and I'm in the position where I can speak out. You know, There's no employer that's going to fire me because I think people, if you want to cover your face up, then you go ahead and do you, but don't tell me that I have to cover my face up unless you want trouble or you want me to not be around anymore. I mean, I've I've stopped going to businesses because the businesses required masks. I I changed absolutely everything. I don't know even why I feel so strongly about that issue, but the, the mask, the vaccine, this whole health issue shown me that you know to me it's just political like it's just purely political it's not something that's you got the the all the information that's coming out is purely politically motivated it's not as if there's some unbiased doctor who's just trying to do good for people that gets stuck up on stage it's picked by politics and power and there's all kinds of doctors who've spoken out and disagreed with mass and disagreed with the vaccine and they've lost their jobs because of the politics. They've been silenced and there's the silent majority a whole bunch of, there's a whole bunch of others that are just part of a silent majority who watches this happen and says, you know, I don't want to lose my career I have a family to support. I'm just going to keep quiet even though I don't agree with this. I'm just going to keep quiet about it so I don't lose my job. And I see it's important for me, given I don't have to be quiet. I have a lot of leeway to talk. It's important for me to talk and represent the silent majority. And I, if you want to create a whole community of people that get masks and vaccines, then that's fine. I don't want to live in that community. And I I think we need to be free at a minimum to set up communities according to our own desires. And to me, Florida is a community where the majority of us have decided that we're, you know, we want to focus on preventative health here. We want to get massages. We want to, that's how we want things here. And I don't, I see that that you create certain types of communities through politics. When you've got a lot of people in one community who feel a certain way and then you set the laws up a certain way, then it's important to participate in politics at every level and to try and focus on where we agree. Like, okay, I, for example, I'm not a good Republican in a lot of ways because I believe... The opposite of a lot of Republican Party issues. I mean, I'm very much in favor of guns. I think everybody should be allowed to have a gun. Almost everybody should be allowed to have a gun. I think teachers should get issued guns. Any teacher that wants to have a gun should get a free gun. Because you're not going to have people going in to armed schools to try and cause trouble. Because it's it would just be more insane you you only get people going after that are you get sick insane people that go after targets that are unprotected or or if they go after a protected target they get eliminated quickly but like on things like abortion i don't i think I think abortion should be regulated at the state level. I don't think we should be pushing abortion views on people. Like a lot of the Republican issues, you know, I don't agree with. But I see that on the on the things that really matter to me, the Republican Party most supports my viewpoints. The Republican Party best represents the areas that I really care about. And outside of like the mass and the health and the freedom, like To me, the issue I really care about is freedom. And to me, the Democratic Party is, in my opinion, it's a party of suppression. It's a we're going to we like the Democratic Party is like, let's take your guns away, stick you in a mask, force you to get a vaccine and you're going to do exactly what we tell you. And the Republican Party is more And let's make a big government that bosses everybody around and has a bunch of money and sets up an entire system exactly how we want it. And the Republican Party is like, let's give you some more freedom. Let's let you make these decisions for yourself. And uh, yes, then there, there are other things the Republican Party does not want you to be free on that the Democrats do. And in that way, you can see there's not really one that's necessarily better or worse, there's just one that's kind of right for you or not right for you. So thanks for asking about that, Josie. And I see it's important we, the Democrat, the liberals in the Democratic Party have a death grip on social media. The wealthy billionaires that control these online technologies are overwhelmingly liberal and they seem to be very consciously and very intentionally trying to push and push and suppress Republican voices and uh, encourage and vocalize Democratic voices through the use of these online platforms. And that the Republicans, if anything, seem to be a silent majority right now. A lot of people embarrassed to admit they're Republican. People have told me, don't don't say you're a Republican. You got to be quiet about that. I'm like, no, I don't. If it, I need to be very loud about things like this, because there's a lot of Republicans sitting around afraid of admitting, yeah, I'm a Republican, because they don't want to be considered all these crazy things that have been like the liberals have been so effective that to, being a Republican is almost synonymous in a lot of ways with being all these negative labels, like a racist, you know, an idiot of being someone who doesn't really care about people, and, like, being a Republican, somehow all you are supposedly care about is, like, white men. Like, what? where do these ideas come from? I'm very much for equality and truth. And to me, the Democratic Party causes a lot of trouble for the same groups that they claim to be helping. And again, I'm my wife is very liberal and her entire family is liberal you know her mom dad and sister all very liberal and somebody had a i went to my local republican party meeting for the first time and some lady tried to like say she felt s- sad for me and I'm like, no, I think it's good to have balance because me identifying as a Republican when I've got a wife who identifies as a Democrat, that's healthy. That way I don't delude myself into thinking that Democrats are somehow monsters. I don't see it that way. I see that my wife is basically a moist robot. She has been programmed by the culture to think a certain way. I think my wife has a lot more Republican leanings than she would realize, but she has been very heavily programmed by the culture we're in to be a liberal. I don't think we really have a good idea of, the the portion of Republicans and Democrats is heavily influenced by the media. And there's a lot of the people who are undecided. I'm noticing a lot of people are starting to switch parties too and to get into politics. So I'm encouraging you, get into politics, especially if you feel, I don't know anybody that's a liberal that feels afraid to express that the way I know Republicans that seem to be, feel afraid to even mention that. So I'd encourage you, especially if you are Republican and you felt like you haven't wanted to open up about it, tell people about your politics. I think we need to have discussions about politics too. We're often so afraid to talk about politics. To me, where we have real change is having discussions. Like, Like hey, and not just attacking each other and being jerks about it, but have real discussions like hey, You know, what should we do about abortion? Instead of like just screaming at each other and instantly going into like this unconscious state where it's like, "Uh, this is how I think and if you don't think that way, you're wrong. I think we need to have real discussions. Like, okay, well, why do you think things should be like this? And really listen to each other. And on that note, I'm gonna read some more of the chat. I appreciate B Coop Official asking about my coaching program. My creator coaching community is on my website and it offers thousands and thousands of dollars of value to you every month. I was charging hundreds of dollars for a one-on-one call for 30 minutes, hundreds of dollars for a co-stream with me. I was sold, I didn't buy it, but another YouTuber sold me something similar to value in what I'm offering. And guess how much they were charging for, something similar to what I'm offering. In fact, I'd say what I'm offering is a lot more than what they're offering. They were charging $2,000 a month for something that's not even as good as what I'm offering. And because of a concept called persuasion, it's important I start with the value of what I'm offering first. As a creator, it's important to learn the basics of sales. And that said, I offer thousands of dollars of value a month in my coaching community. That's how much it's worth. Talking with me, participating in the community, I can often help you not make bad decisions. I can encourage you, hey, you know what? You probably don't want to spend any money at all on Facebook ads because of here's what I've spent. I can answer your specific questions. So with that in mind, offering thousands of dollars a month in value, my creator coaching community, I looked at the price and I thought, okay, I need to price it in a way where it's going to be high enough in price so that you don't have people joining in that are a total drain on the community. What I've noticed in free communities is often... That's what happens. You get just a bunch of people trying to just get things for themselves, not really considerate or giving much at all to the community. And that got me thinking, okay, well, what's the least I should charge and the most I should charge for this? My goal is to kind of hit the price point where it's high enough to keep the people you don't want in the community from joining. The people who are just gonna come in and just be purely takers, not thinking about what you need at all, just trying to monopolize all my time, you don't want those people of that orientation in the group. But you also don't want the group to be so expensive that you absolutely can't afford it. And the price point I've came to that has a nice balance of that is $99.99 a month. That to me, I've been able to afford that much at any point I've been creating. Now when I first started creating, that certainly would have been pushing it a little bit. However, I've been able to afford that at every single point that I've been a creator. So uh, that to me is a great price point that balances what the value is versus what you can put in and uh, i thought about charging much more i thought about charging less and i thought if i charge less than that it's it's going to be too easy for people to join i want there to be resistance i don't want people to just hop into this group willy-nilly i want you to really consider whether this is the right community for you i want you to really think about is this a community I care about being in? I don't want people just kind of casually wandering in. Oh, let me join this thing. No, I want, this is a serious commitment. Like this is not some lighthearted thing you think about. So I've came about $100 a month, $99.99 a month to me seems to be a great price point for it. I've looked at some other programs out there and considering my program, and I've looked at and considered a program like Pipeline, and to me, Pipeline, in my opinion, that's not what you really need as a creator. You can watch all kinds of free YouTube videos that have great education. Something like Pipeline certainly can be useful for you, and Pipeline does have some community features. It's definitely cheaper. To me, though you really need more than that. You need uh, access. You know, Stone Mountain actually, Stone Mountain does do group calls with Pipeline too. So that seems like a good resource. That said, I looked at Pipeline and I thought, and eh, this doesn't really look like it's for me. You know, I want more experienced creators that people will have direct access to In Pipeline, you're not gonna get much direct access to Stone Mountain in Pipeline. It's a good resource, but I thought about, like I wanna make something much better than Pipeline. Because you can watch all kinds of free videos, information is not what you're lacking. What you're really lacking as a creator is a mentor. And a very experienced mentor as well. And I'm aware of Ninja has a masterclass for $15 a month. And to me, that also, you know, I may watch that masterclass myself, but that masterclass doesn't offer much that's actually valuable. You can get a little bit of information, but again, what you really need as a creator you need somebody who's experienced that will actually look at what you're doing and give you some feedback. That really helps as a creator. And being able to have me look at what you're doing, talk to you, connect with you, potentially co-stream with you, that is really valuable. That's And to, to show up and be there for you over time, where a lot of creators are struggling is Most of the communities that are out there are too focused on one platform also. You aren't able... If you leave the platform, for example, my brother was talking with me and he's like, yeah, the top Destiny streamers, they all hang out with each other and they do interviews together. And what I've noticed is you need a community and a relationship that's there with you over a long period of time. Because what happens if you're a creator changes come along and you might be streaming destiny or Warzone or whatever it is consistently for a long time but then what if you get tired and burn out what if you stream on facebook gaming for a couple years then you get demonetized or hacked and let's just take blame out of it because what when you talk about blame what happens you start thinking things can't happen to you and you that, you know, you'd never get banned, you'd never get demonetized, you'd never get hacked. Well, the fact is, if you're a creator online, something bad is usually gonna happen to you. And often it may stop you from using that particular platform. And if you've built your sense of community all up on creating in a certain way, like on a certain platform, that's what most creators do. When you lose that platform, you are utterly hung out to dry and your the community that you had disappears instantly like when i was removed from a face being a facebook partner i had developed a community and i had i had great things that i had access to because of being a facebook partner and i instantly lost all that and that's you know i'm not the only one that's happened to plenty of people and that took a heck of a lot of work just to get access and it's so easy to lose I got banned from Udemy, same situation there. And it doesn't have to be getting banned, it can be getting hacked, it can be the algorithm leaves you behind. I've seen some of the top Facebook partners switch from Facebook over to YouTube and Twitch because the algorithm was just doing nothing for them. And they could get much better deal streaming somewhere else. So they gave up being a Facebook partner to go stream uh, other places. I was wondering if Stone Mountain was even going to stick with Facebook because, you know, he's got such a huge audience on other platforms. You know, if I was Facebook, I'd probably have to offer him a lot to get him to stay on Facebook because of his other platforms. So I'm making a community that can be there for you in the long term. The creator coaching community is something... I envision you being able to be a part of and get value out of for 10 years. Because when you've created like me for 11 years, almost the only thing that's remained consistent is that I create. I've lost almost every kind of community I developed. I had community, like at Udemy, I had all kinds of community and as soon as I got banned, you know, almost all, you often set everything up based on a certain website. And uh, you, what'll really help for the long term is to not have things set up just on one website. Is to have a community where it's not all about creating on a specific platform where you've got people ideally. I imagine as the community grows, well, I've got so much experience on so many different platforms. What's nice is I'm uniquely qualified to lead the community because I've created on so many platforms. And as we evolve, I imagine we will attract creators from all different communities that are focused, for example, on Facebook gaming that'll join and we can provide much better help then for diversity. Like if you're a Facebook partner, the resource you have access to do almost nothing for you to create outside of Facebook. There's almost no help for that. Even at the, you know, until maybe Stone Mountain gets some more help in that, but From what I see, even at the top levels of streaming on Facebook, there's almost no support for creating on other platforms. You need a community that helps you be well-rounded. Being well-rounded is extremely valuable. That's the struggle out there. There's so much information, especially as a creator. The question is, who do you listen to? And how do you actually put the information to work? And... I was talking to my brother about this. He's like, yeah, I have a job. I have a community of people I work with. If I have a question, I have a boss I can ask. I have all kinds of people that I can ask for help. He said, yeah, if you're a streamer, you're really isolated. You don't have all these people you can ask for help. And when... You set up your community all based on a certain platform. Oh, and my brother made another really good point too. He's like, a lot of the people that are talking to you are not people you'd actually want to listen to. I'm like, my brother is so smart. I mean, that's why he's a nuclear engineer. You know, he watched a lot of live streams. He's like, the the people in your stream that are talking are often not the people you'd want to listen to. <laughs> which is a great point. Like if you're a creator, you often you don't have someone who you should really be listening to and at least that is giving you feedback. Often your community will just be very supportive. And you're watching information, but you know what's most important if you're getting information is that the information is actually relevant. Tommy says, it looks like women creator pages blow up quick and make more money than men. I love the book that Charlemagne de God did called Black Privilege. It seems to me that anything besides being a white man for live streaming is can be a, a great advantage. That if anything besides being a white man can absolutely make it easier for you to grow as a creator. But growing as a creator doesn't mean that it's easy, though. In fact, I imagine there's a lot of, uh, you know, non-white men creators out there, like me, although a lot of people won't honor my identification as black. I imagine there's a lot of creators out there, uh, for example, girls that have found a lot of success with their streaming but often then are struggling and suffering a lot with it, too, because... If you're gonna stream as a. You're also often going to get the very most hate directed at you if you're anything besides a white man as well. You know, girls get just inundated with these comments from dudes, sexualizing them. You know, it's. Anything that has a good side has a bad side also. So, yes, it can be easier to kind of grow and get a following. If you're not appearing to people as a white man, like I look like a white man to people regardless of what I say currently in terms of what I currently look like. So looking different from that can absolutely be helpful, but sometimes it's really nice. It can be easier to not grow and blow up too fast. If you grow and blow up too fast, you're looking at a lot of struggle. And what's really awesome with my creator coaching community is that I'm offering 50% affiliate commission. So if you are a creator and you know other creators, I'm offering you 50% to bring them into the community. Because... If you bring somebody into the community, I am happy to give you half of the profits for it. In fact, you'll earn more than I will by bringing somebody into the community. And I envision a creator coaching community as something, and this is where no other program has anything on my creator coaching community. Like Pipeline, I looked into being an affiliate. It's they're not open to affiliates right now. Like Ninja's Masterclass, you're not going to make anything trying to refer to that. But my creator coaching community, you bring two people in, that'll cover your membership. You bring five or 10 in, You know, for example, if you had 10 creators you brought in, you could be making 400 a month just from bringing 10 other creators into the community. And then you'd be hanging out with people you already know and the community too, which is awesome. I believe God clears space in our lives when there's something we need to do, but we don't currently have room for it. And I believe this creator coaching community is something that's very important for me to do that the the partner program was cleared out of my life to make space to do this. Because there's all kinds of Facebook partners and popular streamers out there. There's all kinds of inspirational people you can watch. There's almost no community. There are certainly coaching communities And there's a lot of communities people have just made themselves which are supporting people currently. But finding for a lot of us something where you can go as a creator to really grow, there's I don't know of anything like the creator coaching community I'm offering. I mean, I'm familiar with a few other programs and to me, there's no middle ground of you can get like pipelines a few hundred a year. You can get some education and a little bit of community. You know, master class, you can take a class, learn a little bit, get some forums. So it, it doesn't really give you what you really need. And then you, like for me, I'm like, what should I do? Should I, I found a guy that coaches creators online. I guarantee you that dude is going to be starting out in the thousands of dollars he wants to help me a little bit. I mean, you can go on YouTube and get some cameos. Like there's there's not a lot of good options out there if you're a creator to get the support you need to go through the mental health challenges, to go through, you know, to put it all together too into your lifestyle. And I'm glad, I figure if I couldn't be a Facebook partner and just be who, what feels authentic to me, then that's not worth doing. And I remember when I got banned on Udemy, I was so mad because I was making big money on Udemy. Like, my Facebook gaming income was nothing compared to my Udemy money. That Udemy money was... I made over 100000 in one month on Udemy. I mean, I made over a quarter million in sales in one month on Udemy. I was mad losing that Udemy money. But I... I look back now and I can see well th- that obviously was cleared out of my life so I could go do something else, and I'm grateful that i'm I'm getting more comfortable with that, like okay, some things are cleared out of my life so that I'll go do something else because you know when you got something like udemy making, I was averaging well over a thousand a day on udemy and profit when you got something that's working that well for you, there's a lot less motivation to go do anything else. Like, eh, I wanted to stream games and I was playing around with streaming games a little bit, but it didn't mean anything to me. Because I'm like, you know, why, why even care about streaming games when I got all this Udemy money coming in? The example of me changing my race, that's a very good example of the silent majority. Like the silent majority of most races and most of the people I've talked to, the silent majority is just fine with me changing my race. You know, there's lots of black creators, some big, big black celebrities (laughs) like Charlemagne Nagat, huge black celebrity comes out you know put Facebook gaming on donkey of the day for removing me you know big support of me changing my race because it shouldn't even matter it shouldn't even be an issue and there's all kinds of black people white people all kinds of people who've contacted me and said I support you proud of you for coming out you know proud of you for following your heart You know, proud of you for being willing to deal with all of this insanity. And there's so many more people who just didn't even say anything. Like, looking at the craziness, like, yeah, I'm not even going to get in the middle of that. And it's important as a creator to realize that there's a lot... There's often a lot of support out there that you're not seeing. Like, I realized in the first few days of identifying as black when everything, when most of the comments seemed to be nasty and negative, I realized a lot of people were afraid to even speak up and say, hey, I support you, because they see me getting ferociously attacked relentlessly. They're thinking, yeah, I don't want any of what he's getting. And I... uh, that's why I've talked about the silent majority today cuz there's so many good people that are available to help you if you'll ask for it or who are there and willing to provide help if you'll be open to receiving it. It, it. There's a lot more people that support you than it might look like. It might look like there's not a lot of people that support you. But sometimes there are a lot of people around that would love to help you and lift you up and You know, it it just might not look like it. I think that's the main point of this today. If I missed anything on the stream, let me know. Thank you if you listen to this on the podcast. The podcast is one of the favorite ways for me that you can consume what I create because it's so efficient. You can just listen to the podcast and very quickly essentially get the best of an episode like this. So if you listen to this on a podcast, thank you very much. I'm putting new episodes up consistently for you on there. And I'll see you on the next one. If you want to join the creative coaching community, just go to jerrybanfield.com.